Welcome to Just Talk. I am your very excited conversationist, Prophetess Deanna Benson. Thank you for tuning in yet again another week. I'm excited about today's conversation. I'm excited to have had you to tune in with me for this conversation. I'm ready to talk. Yes. Um, If you're listening for the first time, I would ask you, please subscribe. Subscribe to Just Talk. Uh, It will definitely be my pleasure to have you uh, listen in each Tuesday or each week. Every Tuesday, we air a brand new episode. But at your convenience, jump on, tune in to Just Talk, and let's talk faith. Right? So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hey, I pray that you guys are doing well. How are you today? I pray that you're doing well. I pray that it is well. I pray that you're trusting and adjusting and knowing that it is well. Well, I had, um, I guess, uh, uh, something to happen or uh, uh, some newness to take place since the last time we talked. (laughs) Yes, I am excited to announce the launch of my new business, Her Little Happies. Yes, ladies, Her Little Happies. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. um, And you can go to www.herlittlehappies.store and shop. Yes, you'll find cute little accessories. We have some cute little sandals and some uh, jewelry and accessories and a, uh, a couple of cute little pieces for you to wear. They're just a few little things that uh, make me happy. And I want to add a little happy to your life. And so, ladies, I encourage you, if you have not already, go. Go shop. <laughs> and those of you that have, because many of you have, those of you that um support regularly you uh, are regular supporters and that's not just uh, uh things that i do in ministry but just of my life and i appreciate every last one of you listen i want to tell you today that i appreciate you i thank you for all you add to my life and if you're listening i'm sure in some way shape form, just because you're listening this morning I owe you that. I owe you a thank you. Thank you for adding to my life and to my ministry. Thank you for the seeds that you sow. Thank you for the prayers that you pray. Thank you. Thank you for receiving from the Jesus in me, the God in me. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I am um, so grateful for uh, this connection and relationship uh, and even the fellowship that I am able to have with many of you. Thank you. God bless you. And for your life, I pray better. I pray that you feel better. I pray that listening uh, to the podcast, to Just Talk, I pray that it is adding better. It is uh, um, um, advancing you into better in your life. And above all, I pray that you are sowing better into your situation, into your life by faith. 
and uh, by your actions, your actions of faith. I pray that you're sowing better through your words, your perspective, uh, uh, your attitude, your deeds. I pray that you are sowing better. The Bible says, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. I pray that you are sowing better into your situation. Are you sowing what you're praying to reap? I sure hope that you are. It is my prayer that you are. And if not, and if if you know that you can do better in that area, hey, we got a brand new day, a brand new day, and God has given us brand new mercies. What better way to start moving towards better than now? Just go ahead and put that in the atmosphere. Say it. It's getting better. Yes. Say it. Say it now. Say it. I'm getting better. Yes, I'm getting better. You're getting better. It's getting better in the name of Jesus. Hey, let's jump right into our conversation. Are you ready? Sure you are. So am I. Let's talk. Let's go to Mark 9, the ninth chapter of Mark. I want to talk to you today about the question of faith. Yes, the question of faith. Mark 9, we're going to start at the 14th verse. I want to read this to you. And I'm going to read this uh, from the English Standard Version. Let's read the Word of God. And here we are at the 14th verse, Mark 9. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out and they were not able. And he ran and answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy. And he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this happened to him? And he said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse. So that most of them said, He is dead. And Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he rose. And he had entered the house. His disciples asked him privately, 
why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out, but by anything but prayer. That is the word of God. Well, listening to this passage or reading this passage, I'm sure at some point or another, uh, we've all asked the question or had the concern, how can the man who believes at the same time ask for help for unbelief? Can you relate to that? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you can. I know that I can. Can you relate to, uh, I believe, but help my unbelief? Have you ever experienced what it's like to be believing yet unbelieving at the same time? Or has your faith, has your faith ever had questions? I mean, I, I understand it all has such a paradoxical phrasing, yet on the journey of faith, in this journey, during this journey, for many, this is common ground. I'm sure at one point or another, or commonly as such, You've experienced those times where you say, I believe, yet I need help with my unbelief. And though sometimes it's hard to explain what we mean by that, uh, but we just know that we believe, but there is the presence of unbelief. Ever been in a place that you believed he could, but wasn't sure he would? See, I, I would say that that is a situation of I believe, but help my unbelief or maybe you just weren't sure that he would for you for one reason or another Jesus asked the father how long his son had been this way let's look again on the 21st uh, verse the 21st through the 23rd after he asked this question the father responds uh, he's been this way from childhood and it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. The father in this passage, we see that he brings the boy to what he believes to be a source of help. Yet he carries with him an if. Have you been in that situation that you come to uh, God in prayer for something that you desperately need help with, Some, a situation that you need his intervention, uh, uh, you need his help, but yet you also, along with carrying prayer and along with carrying that request, you also show up with an if. God wants to deal with our if today, our question of faith. The word if can be a conjunction or it can be a noun. As a conjunction, if um, would mean in the event that. In the event uh, that if, if. Uh, as a noun, it would be uh, if based on condition, condition, something conditional. If imposes a question. It imposes a question of ability or a condition. How often do we, you and I, how often do we allow doubt and uncertainty to creep into our faith on the question of ability and or condition? Probably more often than we realize or want to realize or um, um, are careful of. 
see, the scripture tells us that faith is evidence. Do we really understand that faith is evidence? Real faith causes hope and expectation to become real. It causes it to become so real that it becomes manifestation. Yes, that's real faith. I feel the Holy Spirit. Faith causes us to believe ourselves into possession. Mm, Hallelujah. In our faith, we believe we have it even before we hold it. See, that's faith. It causes us to believe ourselves into possession. Is that where you are in your faith? There where you're believing God to move. There where you need intervention. In your faith and just trusting God. In your being. Faith as it relates to our being in Christ. And who we are now because of Christ. In your overall faith. In every um, um, aspect or definition of the word. In your faith. Are you so anchored in faith? that it has caused you to believe yourself into possession. Mm, That's faith. It's faith, it's faith. When we believe ourselves into possession, we believe by faith that we have it even before we hold it. And then all of a sudden we're holding it, hallelujah. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. That's what it does for us. It causes us to believe ourselves into possession. And then we have believed ourselves right into manifestation. But I possess it. I possess it even before it manifests when I'm standing in faith. Faith doesn't ask questions. Mm. Faith, it answers the question. Again, if, if is a conditional statement, but we have to understand that the only condition to manifestation is faith. Yes, faith meets conditions. Jesus said that by faith, all things are possible. All things are possible to those who believe. The Father I love the way that he immediately, after hearing this statement, he immediately acknowledges his inadequacy. He exposes his need. In other words, he says, I have faith, yet I need you to help me have more for this situation. Mm. Have you ever experienced that in your life? Maybe you're there right now that I feel that I have faith. I just need more for this situation. See, God can and God will have to agree in you in order for you to walk in the confidence of faith. You understand? Let me say that again. The God can and the God will, they have to agree in you in order for you to walk in the confidence of faith. No, we aren't perfect and our faith is constantly, constantly being developed and it's constantly growing. Uh, We, like the boy's father, we can acknowledge our inadequacy. Can you acknowledge your inadequacy even in faith right now? 
When we acknowledge our inadequacy, we create a space. We create uh, a ground for God to work in our lives. We have to acknowledge it. It's important that we always, always acknowledge our need for Savior to rescue us from our inadequacy. It has to uh, go beyond our wanting. We have to acknowledge our need, humbly acknowledge our need for a savior to rescue us from our inadequacy. The same way that we were reconciled to Christ. Yes, by faith, by faith and what we believe, we had to recognize our need for this reconciliation. We had to recognize our need for this savior. We had to recognize our need. We had to recognize our inadequacy. And so by this, we understand that it takes faith to grow in faith. <laughs> People of God, let's, let, let's make this plain and clear. This relationship that we're in, it's a relationship by faith. It's not by desperation or, you know, how much you want him or something to change or no, 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 this, this whole relationship for it to work, the, 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 the foundation of this relationship is faith and it takes faith to grow in faith. We must first believe. According to Hebrews 11 and 6, we must first believe like this father. Sometimes we're in the face of the obstacle too long, so long that it's hard to imagine the possibility of anything else. So we don't quite know how to believe. We've gotten so used to what we see and so used to what's before us. And we've conformed, if we be honest, we've conformed and so now the, the possibility of anything changing or anything different, um, is, it, it comes hard for us. But here's uh, what we have to understand, that if we are going to uh, walk in uh, God's will as it relates to our faith relationship, we have to develop a it is possible mentality. Because see, it's not possible until you believe that it's possible. <laughs> you have to believe that it's possible. He says that anything is possible to those who believe. Do you have a it is possible mentality? Or do you have a doubting, unsure, always trying to figure it out? If you can't see it, then there's no way type of mentality. We must live from an it is possible mentality. Pray that now. Pray that. Pray. Say, God, give me a it is possible mentality. And that that you are um, even trying to stretch me in and, and, and challenge my faith to believe. Yes, he's, he's dealing with you concerning some very personal things right now. And you need a it is possible mentality. See, as believers, we must immediately acknowledge uh, when we realize that we've been in the face of a situation or a circumstance for too long and now we become or we start to conform. 
and it's hard for us to see that anything else is possible, we have to acknowledge this immediately. Because see, if we're not careful, it's only a matter of time before we agree with what we face instead of agreeing with faith. And uh, for many of us, or some of us, or at least one of us that's listening, uh, I think it might be possible uh, that through this word uh, today, through this podcast, that he's, God is trying to address the areas in our life that we have began to agree with what we face. We've began, we've uh, began to agree with our words, uh, even in our expectation or the lack of expectation is due to the fact that we have come into agreement with what we are facing or have faced and we faced it so long. Like this father of this little boy who says that he's been this way since childhood. So see, I've been watching this activity for a very long time. And I, he's probably taking him and tried to get, you know, uh, him fixed or to see change or delivered or some form of help. I'm sure that, that he's tried this before. And when it keeps occurring and keeps occurring and how many of you have the attitude of I've done that before. I believed before. I did pray before and it didn't change. I did before. I did. Faith is now. Faith is now, and again, we have to have a it is possible mentality. We cannot allow faith uh, to sit at the gate of past experiences, uh, allow faith to sit at the gate of past judgments and views and uh, what have you. No, faith is now. And faith is believing as if you've never been disappointed. That's how we have to approach faith every time, as if we've never been disappointed. Come on, wherever you are, just shout, God, I believe. I believe, help my unbelief, uh, uh, create in me, help me to develop through your word, help me to develop a it is possible mentality. In our faith, there should never be a question. No, there are no ifs, there are no buts. In faith, we are sure. 1 John 5, 14 through 15 says this, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Yes, this is the confidence. It's com faith is confidence. The presence of questions is the beginning of doubt. And we don't leave room for anything to bring an intrusion of doubt in our faith. No, James 1, the 6th through the 8th verse says this to us. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Listen, unfortunately, way too often, I experience in conversation just how unbelieving we are as a generation. Not only that, I experience, you know, at times in my own life, to where I may want to call it something else, but 
it's unbelief. I may well, you know, want to give it another name, but <laughs> when you look at it, it's un- you're wrestling in most cases. You know, again, we, 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 we dress the story up to sound good and to still sound, you know, believing and, and, and spiritual and all these things. But if we be honest with ourselves, there's a presence of unbelief that we need to deal with today. We include faith in our conversations much more than we truly live by and apply faith. Let's be honest. Are we striving for real God kind of faith? Are you striving daily to walk in true, genuine, unwavering, unshakable, unconditional, spirit-rooted and spirit-led faith? Ask yourself, how often do I leave room for questions in my faith? When I leave room for questions, I welcome the intrusion of doubt. How often do I lean into my own understanding, yet profess that my stance or my actions are driven by faith, justifying, making excuses for things that are coming to weaken and to shaken and to dilute our faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. We must first believe. Could it be possible Are we a part of that unbelieving generation that Jesus addressed in the scripture? Let's read this in the Message Bible. Mark 9, the 19th, starting at the 19th verse through the, in the Message Bible. Jesus said, what a generation, no sense of God. How many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy here. They brought him. When the demon saw Jesus, it threw the boy into a seizure, causing him to writhe on the ground and foam at the mouth. He asked the boy's father, how long has this been going on? Ever since he was a little boy. Many times it pitches him into fire or the river to do away with him. If you can do anything, do it. Have a heart and help us. Jesus said, if. There are no ifs among believers. Anything can happen. No sooner were the words out of his mouth than the father cried. Then I believe. Help me with my doubts. Seeing that the crowd was forming fast, Jesus gave the vile spirit its marching orders. Dumb and deaf spirit, I command you, out of him and stay out. (laughs) Screaming and with much thrashing about, it left the boy. The boy was pale as a corpse, so people started saying, he's dead. But Jesus, taking his hand, raised him up. The boy stood up. After arriving back home, his disciples cornered Jesus and asked, why couldn't we throw the demon out? He answered, there is no way to get rid of this kind of demon except by prayer. Listen, we have to understand this. We have to understand that faith demands that our trust go beyond what we can accomplish through anything within ourselves or this natural realm. 
if you don't have that understanding about faith and that we, again, we can't sit it at what can be understood. We can't sit it at what can be produced through our ability. We can't sit it at our own understanding. No, faith doesn't have an option of whether we will trust beyond ourselves or not. It demands that we believe and that we rely and expect manifestation through the power and ability of Jesus Christ. It is not within our ability. So faith cannot sit at the door of what we can understand or what we can produce. This soul reliance, it disputes every question that comes to challenge our faith. Are you in faith are you living perceiving and responding and resting in faith perhaps today you can be honest and say there's an area that I need to acknowledge that I need more faith in or perhaps you simply uh, just want to humbly come before God and say you know maybe there's some areas in my life to where I feel that I'm in faith but maybe I'm not Maybe I'm calling it faith, but it's not what you view as faith. Are you humble enough to to present yourself before the Father and say, show me, show me areas that I call faith and you don't call that faith at all. Or that I think I'm strong in faith, but my faith is really weakened and the weakness of my faith is hindering the manifestation of what I need to come. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. I believe this word alone is a response to your need. Let the increase of faith come. Let it come. Can you hear God challenging unbelief? Can you hear God providing strength for your faith? I can feel it. I can feel it what he's providing for my own life. Dismiss the questions and allow faith to be the evidence. Real faith doesn't entertain doubt. It dismisses it. Yes, real faith doesn't entertain doubt. It dismisses it. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. It is the evidence evidence of what is not seen. I leave you with a question for your faith. Where is your faith now? If it's in question, then you need help with unbelief. I encourage you today to look to him, the author and the perfecter of your faith, Let him, through the grace of his word, develop you higher. He wants to bring you higher. He wants to stretch you further. He wants you to stand in faith. Faith that has been refined through fire. Yeah. Through those things that we don't want to go through and deal with. But it's that refiner's fire that that comes to cleanse our faith of all impurities, all the rock, all the hard places that come and that challenge and wrestle with us to keep us 
from standing in faith. This relationship is a faith relationship. And we must stand in faith in all things at all times as believers. The scripture in the Message Bible, it says that Jesus responded, there are no ifs among believers. If as a conjunction is in the event that, as a noun, something based on condition, if. There are, there are no ifs among believers. Are you a believer? Does your life reflect that you are a believer? Does your conversation reflect that you are a believer? Does where your, your heart is right now, where your mind is, does it reflect that you are a believer? Refuse to live partially in faith. Partial faith is not the presence of faith. It's indeed the instability which gives birth to the absent of faith. And the Bible says that in the instability of faith, we shouldn't assume or suppose that we're going to receive absolutely anything. Double-mindedness and instability, it hinders the manifestation. Some of us right now are frustrated in our life because there is no manifestation or because something hadn't happened that we claim we believed. But have you really been believing? Because if you've been believing, then you're still believing. Because believing says, if I have to believe always. Believing has no expiration date. It says, I'll stand here until I see it. I'll trust and I'll confess until I see it. I'll endure until I see it. Faith is not a has-been. Faith is not a used-to. Faith is now. Right now. It has no expiration date. We have no other way to be children of God but by faith. Do you believe still? Regardless of how long it's been, do you believe still or are you are we a part of that faithless generation that we put our own time frame our thoughts our understanding on everything and we want God to move according to what we think feel see want Bible says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Take the journey of faith. That's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Take the journey of faith. It is indeed a journey and allow your faith to be developed along the way. Let the word answer the questions. Let faith stand as undoubted evidence. Undeniable evidence. Again, I ask, as we conclude this conversation, where is your faith now? 
grace and peace be unto you. I pray that you have a marvelous day. And remember, as you journey ahead, don't just talk. Talk just. God bless. Thank you.